This episode is sponsored by Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management, experienced wealth managers who go above and beyond to guide and support you. CanDo is more than just an attitude. It's navigating today for a brighter tomorrow. Visit CanDoWealth.com. Hello and welcome to Coffee House Shots. I'm James Hill and I'm joined today by Kate Andrews and Isabel Hartman. And of course the big story today is the fact that the Bank of England has for the 13th consecutive quarter increased the rates of interest um, up to 5% now, rising by 0.5% today. Kate, tell us about the decision and the thinking behind it. The Bank of England tends to follow the Federal Reserve when it comes to interest rate hikes. It didn't really have that option this time around because the Federal Reserve decided to hold rates uh, a few weeks ago. One of the reasons it was able to do that is because it has been more aggressive in uh, rate rises, uh, and they put themselves in a more flexible position where they have suggested that rates will go higher, but for now they could hold. Um, the Bank of England was not in that position because having moved more slowly and more cautiously, uh, the rate of inflation in the UK is more than double the rate of inflation in the States. The UK is becoming a real outlier. Uh, once the labor market statistics came out, uh, the bank is particularly concerned about wages, how quickly they're going up. They think that's contributing to inflation. I'm not as convinced, but once those stats came out last week, it was quite clear there was going to be another rate rise. And the market was estimating around 0.25 percentage points. Once the inflation figures came out this week, the market said, nope, it's got to be higher if the bank's going to retain any credibility because those inflation figures, as we discussed on the podcast yesterday, were dire. Uh, Not only did the headline rate of inflation not budge, but core inflation rose quite significantly up on the year in May to 7.1%, which suggests that if you exclude things like food and energy, certainly impacted by the war in Ukraine, but you look more at the domestic issues, those underlying pressures of inflation are persistent. Uh, And we did get that 0.5 percentage point increase. I think a lot of this comes down to the bank having to prove to the markets that it can tackle inflation because it has failed to do so, so far. But it's such bad timing because we've learned a lot about mortgages this week. Uh, We had the news on Monday that two-year fixed rate mortgages had hit 6% on average. Uh, You know, as I I write for this week's cover piece, there is a, a brewing crisis here in which if you are looking to renew, and about 1.3 million people between now and the end of the year will be renewing. In the best case scenario, you're feeling very nervous. In the worst case scenario, you're actually questioning whether or not you can make these payments. Uh, And no doubt this interest rate hike is going to worsen that situation for those people. And Isabel, this afternoon, Rishi Sunak has been responding to the Bank of England's uh, rate rise. Obviously, it's been a whole series of pretty bad economic news in the last few days with mortgages. You've got uh, national debt now, uh, more than 100% of GDP for the first time since 1961. Tell us about his response today. So he has been continuing to repeat his line that the government is doing everything it can, but it isn't going to do anything, basically. Um, And... This is bringing him and Jeremy Hunt, the Chancellor, into conflict with some Conservative MPs who are very much on a something-must-be-done drive, Um, despite Sunak and Hunt arguing that putting any money into the economy to support people paying their mortgages would be inflationary and that this would prolong the pain. Um, There are Tory MPs who are saying, yes, but we bought money out for furlough, we bought money out uh, to help with energy bills, why can't we do something here? Uh, And then when you drill down, they'll say, and also these are my constituents who are actually still possibly going to vote for me because they're homeowners and this bomb is not just going 
off underneath their personal finances and home ownership dream. It's going off underneath my hopes of retaining my seat and uh, anyone who might still harbour hopes that the Conservatives could campaign for a historic and very unlikely fifth term in government is saying, well, you know, this is what's going to cook us, basically. We're done for. And it's really difficult because this is one of those things where it is very tempting to do something. But as Kate writes in her cover piece uh, in the magazine this week, doing something would also uh, have very painful consequences not that far down the line either it's not as though not you know we have a lot of decisions made in politics that are terrible but the consequences are only felt a few years later when someone else is having to pick up the pieces so there is a a real political question here about how much of a noise do conservative mps end up making on this um how many of them have actually mentally checked out already i think a lot of them have in that you talk to a lot of them and they're standing down or they've, you know, they're staying for the payoff, um, uh, which you get when you lose your seat. Um, although it's, it's not as much as it used to be. They're just thinking, I'm going elsewhere. We're screwed um, and there's nothing I can do about it. There's still a few who've got a sort of fighting instinct um, and the amount of noise they're able to make depends on how many of them there are. Um And how many of them trust Rishi Sunak when he says, as he said today, that we are 100% on it, which is the kind of thing. I've never done Peloton, but I can just imagine a Peloton instructor saying that and then shouting something like, make it count or something like that. So, you know, once again, some good Rishi slogans there. Well, we've got our Peloton queen, Kate Andrews, here. No, 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 SoulCycle. I've actually never been on a Peloton. But in Soul, yeah. It's very different, James. It's very different. But I do agree with Isabel. It's the kind of thing you might hear in a a spin class. Um, And Kate, I mean, what is the kind of economic thinking behind Rishi's next plan, really? Because as Isabel says, it seems to be sort of not to intervene. Is there anything the government can do or should be doing? And really, what would Labour do differently? I think it's quite clear Labour would not do anything differently. They basically are repeating the talking points of the government, but with more oomph um, to make it sound different. But they're saying the same things. I mean, Rachel Reeves is... Rachel Reeves has actually come out now and said to to pump more money into anything right now would be a disaster. So, you know, there does seem to be some acceptance on that part. Um, Look, I I think when I watched Jeremy Hunt at Treasury's Questions this week, I was reminded of Chancellor Rishi Sunak at Treasury's Questions back in 2021 when he had his own party, his own MPs saying, let's spend more money. And uh, just like Rishi Sunak then, Jeremy Hunt now had to say no. And it was for the same reason. Um, Rishi Sunak was worried about inflation. Now Jeremy Hunt is responding to inflation. But it all came down to inflation. And what's really shocked me, to Isabel's point about what they're all being asked uh, and what they're asking the government to do, is the extent to which it strikes me that a lot of politicians who should know better don't really understand the concept of interest rates. Or the economy more widely. Or the economy more widely. Let's take interest rates. Um, nobody wants to say this out loud. It's not nice to say. But they are designed to cause some pain. Now, interest rates rising also means that savers should be getting a good deal. It's not paying across the board. Uh, But the idea of hiking interest rates is to take heat out of the economy, to remove some of that spending power. And Rishi Sunak and Jeremy Hunt's thinking goes, if we start pumping more money into helping people with their mortgage costs, and then they still have all this additional cash to spend elsewhere, that is going to essentially wipe out the effects of the interest rates that we've had so far. 
put aside the fact that borrowing more money is inflationary, um, that would be a problem in and of itself. But you would be so counterproductive to go against what interest rates are designed to do. Understandably, going into an election year next year, no Tory MP wants to talk about that. And during his PM Connect event uh, this afternoon, you know, Rishi Sunak, he seemed he seemed really tired. He seemed really quite sad. But he was, to his credit, still repeating those talking points that he's been saying for years now, which is, guys, there are trade-offs. Inflation's bad. Interest rate interest rate hikes are hard. Um, But they've decided, I think quite rightly, inflation is worse. You know, inflation is a horror. It just eats up everybody's savings. It eats up everybody's income and it runs rampant. Interest rates are tough, but a necessary lever that the Bank of England has to pull to get this under control. Um, So look, they can't do all that much except not spend more money and explain to people what's going on. It's just a difficulty that it does seem at this point that many people in their own party don't totally understand what's going on either. I think the point about explaining is really important because uh, we had we had a sort of weird parade of ex-Tory bigwigs this week. On Monday, it was all the former prime ministers were up to one thing or another. Then on Tuesday, we had George Osborne um, at the COVID inquiry, and he was still talking about the long-term economic plan, um, which, you know, anyone who covered the 2015 election has that sort of seared onto well, all of their organs, I feel. Um, and actually... Quite a that, few things have happened, George. Yeah, quite a few <laughs> things have happened. But they were so disciplined back mm. then, at talking about what they were doing, why they were doing it, um, and what the rewards would be. And the Conservatives have really only, the only thing they've repeated over the past few years has been their own drama. Mm-hmm. Whereas now actually you're starting to see Rishi Sunak and Jeremy Hunt repeating lines about why something is happening. And look, you know, that's, it's not as powerful as something must be done, but it's it's something they weren't doing. They weren't having, they didn't have a narrative, they didn't have slogans. Uh, they didn't have something that we were all going to get incredibly bored of in Westminster that might mean that a few people outside of Westminster pick up on it. And so, you know, if, if Rishi Sunak and Jeremy Hunt are going to be saying the same thing over and over again, it suggests they've slightly got their act together on that. And final question for you both. In January, Rishi Sunak made one of his five pledges, uh, halving inflation, getting it down from 10% as it was then. It's currently 8.7%. Is he going to hit it by the end of the year? I don't know. I don't have any forecasts at my fingertips that I can make up. I can only look at others. And they would suggest that he's going to have a very difficult time. Uh, The Bank of England keep uh, skewing their inflation predictions to the upside. They keep increasing where they think the inflation rate is going to fall to by the end of the year. At the moment, it looks pretty 50-50. I think it's achievable. The difficulty for Rishi Sunak and the reason he should have never made that pledge is because it really is not in his control. Again, him and Jeremy Hunt cannot spend money. They cannot do things. And that is helpful. But the Bank of England, which has been woeful, continues to be pretty woeful. Uh, That shouldn't surprise us. And he really put his political fate in the governor of uh, the Bank of England's hands. And I mean, of all people who've got things wrong over the past few years, the governor has got to be in the top five. Thank you, Kate. Thank you, Isabel. And thank you for listening to Coffee Out Shots.